down, up, down, left, right, left, right, <laughs> select, start, A, B, select, start, fam. There ain't none of that shit going nah. on here. You got to put in that work. And that's why those people are who they are. He's making contra references. I don't, I don't know. If, <laughs> I What up? It's your boy DJ Omowski. I'm chilling here with Tony Mass, Wallyzy in the Warm Up Podcast Studio. We have a very special guest, Chris Corden. I'm what? special. Huh? It's very special. Wow, super special. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, y'all? How you doing? What's, what's up, up, fellas? What's up? First, let's back it up. Before we get into music, I know you're a big soccer guy. Oh, oh, you did, you did your homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love soccer. Soccer, soccer is. Um, I mean, it was my was my life prior to music. Yeah. Um, it's it's given me. Uh, a way of life. Um, my closest friends in the world come from soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, my a huge relationship with my father is from soccer. Yeah. Part of part of our relationship, I should say. Um, and uh, yeah, soccer, soccer is everything. So Greatest sport you, in the world. You still ball right now? Uh, I am in. <laughs> I play indoor when I'm home. Okay. Nice. Uh, with with some of my high school friends, um, but I'm. Actually, like retired, like after college, I was, I was fortunate enough to um, win a national championship I my saw senior that. year. Yeah, my senior year we won, um, in two thousand and six. Um, it's great because we went to three final fours. Um, and the second one we went to, uh, our goalkeeper Bill Buckner the ball, and we lost. Oh, <laughs> yeah, to the crazy. legs. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Damn. Um, we ended up losing in overtime two one. So to come back as a senior and win it was really, really nice. And that so like I kinda try to call that my last game I ever played. You know what I mean? But Yeah, played the last game on top. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those guys are doing great. Like my buddy, my very my one of my closest from college, um, he's an assistant coach at uh Viking in Norway and they just won a Norwegian Damn Norwegian Cup. So like it's it, to equate it to like England, it would be like the FA Cup version of yeah, Norway. Yeah. yeah. And they just won that and he um He's going to be at a big time club shortly. So another one of my friends was playing in MLS. My man Guy. Um, so a lot. I knew at the end of college that it was it. Like I was like, all right, well, I'm not as good as them. I'm, mm. I'm a good American college player. You yeah. Know? So I know that people who grow up liking soccer have their like pledge their loyalty to different, uh, I guess, soccer clubs. <laughs> well, who were you? Were you a Man U fan or who did you like? Growing up. I was a Manchester United fan. Yeah. Uh, from the days of Eric Cantona, um, you know that whole that whole growing up with Cantona, um, and then the youngins that came in was Beckham, the Neville brothers, mm-hmm. um, uh, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs. I grew up like watching watching those guys and idolizing. Beckham was one of my favorite players, uh, along with the original Ronaldo from Brazil. Um, however, when Sir Alex sold. David Beckham. Yeah. And it was just I felt it was very disrespectful. I was young, but I still was like, This is some this is this ain't right. Like how do you this He's guy's a legend. legend. Yeah. Like how do you how do you just treat him like that? You know? And uh so I jumped over to Arsenal for a while. Uh I was a uh huge Thierry Henry fan and Patrick Vieira. Um I wore my socks like Henri in college. <laughs> I wore number fourteen. Um but then uh, about two and a half, maybe no, maybe longer than that, maybe about three, four years ago. Uh, we were on tour in um, in in the UK, and we were in Manchester. And quick quick story. Yeah. So um, I'm DJing this after party, and <laughs> and these guys are just hating hard, like 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 mean mugging or like, like mean like... mugging, mad. I got the party jumping, like they're just <laughs> mad, salting. <laughs> they just just salt, like like blood pressure was crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, what the what's going on, like. So we were on tour. Actually, my my little brother's best friend was on the road with us just by chance. He was with an, he was with Joe, the R&B singer Joe. He was his uh, assistant tour manager uh, and musical director, I believe. So he used to come out with us, and Joe's band came out. You know, just whatever, just a party, or whatever. So they're like, "Yo, they're like, yo, city, you good?" I'm like, "I think so. I don't know." So 
these guys are hating hard. Like every time, like they're getting close as I'm every time hands in the air and the crowd responds. They getting closer to me. <laughs> Make some noise, where my ladies at? Getting closer to me. Uh oh. I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, all right, there's two ways out of here. Either we fighting or we're gonna or I'm gonna try and be diplomatic about this. But I'm like, if I fight, I can't be diplomatic. But if I'm diplomatic, I can always fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? There's no going back after Right. Yeah, you fighting. know what I mean? So one dude was actually um this this, this DJ Azza is his name. He was uh Indian fella. And he ended up chilling. Like he was like, All right, he's cool. Let me relax. This other dude, I forget his name, he don't matter. He 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 was still me mugging. So me and him actually we struck up a friendship. Like uh-huh. we actually like drop numbers and we texting or whatever. So now I have my own opening act when I perform. So we're, so I think we were in we were in Leicester or Birmingham, mm-hmm. and then we were going to Manchester for a show. Yeah. So this guy texts me. He's like, I'm coming through to the show tonight. It's not far from my house. I'm like, I right, no doubt. How many tickets you need? He's like, Yo, can I get a VIP? I'm like, Man, three days ago we was about to fight. What do you mean for VIP? He's like. I'm like, what you need it for? He's like, well, I'm bringing some Manchester United players. Mm. I'm like, listen here, man. Don't be bullshitting me. <laughs> I'm bringing nobody from Manchester United. He's like, no, I'm serious. I'm bringing Paul Progba, who's one of... One of the biggest who, fucking soccer players right, right now. I'm a huge yeah. fan of his, yeah. right? He's like, I'm bringing Pogba, I'm bringing Marcus Rashford, and I'm bringing Jesse Lingard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I text my boys back home. It's a screenshot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. They're like, get the hell out of here. No way. I'm like, yo, this is what he says. I said, let's see what happens. Yeah. So I set them up with the VIP. They're good. I, I'm like, literally, as I'm pulling into the venue, he goes, um, oh, bad news. I said, ah, here we go. <laughs> he was bullshitting. Can I curse my bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. He's good, man. He's, he was bullshitting. No problem. Whatever. I said, he's like, yo, Pugba and Rashford didn't come. But Jesse came. I was like, all right, cool. So we do the show. I don't see them or whatever. You know, I do my thing, whatever. We we do the show. I go to get them, bring them backstage. And lo and behold, it's freaking Jesse Lingard. Mm. So they brought me a jersey as a gift. And I went into this whole story to tell you this. He asked me who my favorite team was. And at the time, it was still Arsenal. Mm. So I explained to him. I can't disclose the details of the conversation. But I just explained to him why he understood and Jesse, um, he said, but you got to denounce Arsenal on camera for, for you, <laughs> for me to sign this jersey for you, right? So I said, fuck it. I was like, yeah. all right, cool. So I became a Man United fan said? again. And Jesse, I, actually, I'm, I'm going back over there in a few weeks. I'm, he set me up, you know, bringing, I'm flying my dad over and shit. So it's it cool. So I'm a Manchester United fan yeah. for that long. Sad yeah, story. I I saw the post with uh, Jesse, and you kind of you wrote out that that similar story about how he kind of brought you back on on uh, that side of the man side, yeah, the man. Neo side, yeah, man. Um, that's super exciting. Um, you know, you've obviously worked with or and been around so many different successful people and mm. things like that. We're gonna put you in what we call the hot seat. It's the warm up podcast. We put you in the hot seat. Okay. So I'm gonna rattle off some of the people that you've either come in contact with, and maybe you can give me. I want to uh, first. I want you to use just one word to describe this person from your interaction. I'm gonna try to use one. Of course. I'll try to use. So one. you can try to but use. If it, like if they're near to me, I might have to elaborate. Okay. Yeah, and then once you pick that word, then you can kind of elaborate and talk to you, talk to us a little bit All about right, your cool. experience. But um, I saw some interactions with Lil Wayne. I I don't know him all that well. Okay, he's dope. Yeah. Um, I've been around him a handful of times. Ashanti works with him very closely. Yeah. They're they're cool. Um, but he's dope. Super talented. Yeah. Super talented. I guess talented. Let's go with the word. Fat Joe. Oh, big homie. Big homie. He is. He's the Don. The Don is the word. Yeah. We'll go with Don. Yeah. Yeah. He's um. Everything he's he's like, like what I like to call a WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. Mm. Um, him and his entire crew—they run a, a phenomenal operation. Um, nothing but love. He's the he's the big homie. We um, we had an opportunity to interview Tara Bernstein. She's the in-game host for the Mets. Okay. And she does some other freelance stuff with Westchester Knicks and stuff like that. But you know she's involved just in the city in general. But she was I think had an opportunity to host or you know kind of uh, liaison one of the charity events that uh, Fat Joe and his wife right. kind of put on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she t- told us about such a um, 
you know, not to say a soft side, but such a caring, compassionate side of him where it's Absolutely. just like, you know, you think of Fat Joe, you think he's the toughest guy in, in New York City. So did you ever get to see that side of the, someone who's kind of, uh, you know, just has a more in-depth personality than just like the, the tough guy? The, the, it's crazy because the first time I met him, I've been around him, mm -hmm. but the first time like we got to know each other, I was he was he was performing at a club I was DJing at, and um, you know I, I I think I was backstage and I went up to him and I said, "Yo, what's up? My name's City. I'm Ashanti's DJ," mm -hmm. and he was very standoffish, mm. like he was like. Fuck away from me, like, man. What's love? Fuck is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, Fat Joe, Fat Joe, was like, "All right, if you're her DJ, where is she right now?" And I was like, "Oh, she's in the Bahamas. She's with something." Mm. He's like, "Oh, from, yo, literally, you saw the switch chain. Like it was like a light switch. Yeah. And like he was like so like welcoming and like so then a I few weeks. You kind of have to have that." kind of barrier because you don't know who you don't know who so people you hug you to mug you exactly. you know what I mean so, so I wasn't never that you know like wasn't upset or anything about it but yeah. but uh he uh it was pretty funny though every time I see him now it's all love yeah it's all love ja Rule. that's my big brother yeah. that's just two words big brother he is um um there's relationships mm -hmm. that I have in this industry with celebrities and other people or just anybody um that are they're just on the surface but Ja Rule is is my big brother. He is uh, one of the kindest, most loving people um, I've, you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. um, always down for advice. I, if I call him now, he picks up in two rings. Mm. He um, he's done so much for me. I would not. I purchased my first home because of Ja Rule. Mm. He put me in position to make that money that I was able. To to put my down payment on my first home. Wow. Um, I there's not enough adjectives I could use in the amount of love I have in my heart mm. for that man. He's 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 not. He's a friend. He's a friend. Like he's in like we're personally friends outside mm. of like there's people that you you know you cool with and you rub shoulders with or whatever whatever nah but rule is my that's my big brother that mm. I, I I love him yeah. to pieces. That's amazing. So, is that how you got it? How'd you get started with Ashanti? I, I want to know that story. Um, her old DJ, he's he's actually uh, um, Angie Martinez's DJ. He's the um, 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 five o'clock drive with uh, Angie Martinez on Power One Hundred Five. Yeah, his name's uh, Ty Boogie. Uh, Ty was looking to 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 do that, like he had an opportunity at Power. So Ty was leaving, in between me and another guy, um, and I was already traveling. Um, with Crooklyn Clan, uh, deep sh big shout out my my big homie, big big brother, Scissor Hands and DJ Riz, um, and I already was like traveling, doing doing gigs with them around the world. So, when that opportunity came up, I already had my passport, and like a lot of a lot of people may not just be ready, like you know, like a model my friends and I use is like when you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like I had that. I was already traveling. I already understood what it was like to be a touring DJ. So um, one of my managers, who's one of my, one of my best friends, uh, Kareem, came with me the opportunity, and um, the first show was in Indonesia. So I met her, and um, they were like, Ty, Ty was like, well, I'm stepping aside, and I was ready for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I went and did the show in Indonesia, and nobody liked me. Like when I tell you, like imagine flying 23 hours on a plane with people. Nobody likes you. And nobody likes you. Wow. Like they're looking at you like you're like, you're the traitor. You're the scab. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're like, excuse me, what are you doing here? And How um, long was he with Ashanti before you got there? <sighs> a few years? Ty was probably there about five, six years. Yeah. But Todd, it wasn't. He was stepping aside. It's not like she was firing him, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's still, and, it's still shoes to fill. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's and 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 we're still close to this day. Me and him, like, we still text and talk and BS exchange music and you know what I mean. Like he's still the homie, you know. But um, I rocked the first show, and the agreement was I was supposed to do a show, and and this other guy was supposed to do another. Was supposed to do, and then she was supposed to make a decision. Um, so we we landed. Uh, we came back home. I did. I did a good job. And then, 
literally as I landed, I was on the expressway. I got a phone call from her um, from her role manager. It was like, we're going to Japan in a few days. You want to go? And I was like, but I thought y'all said he was going to. And he's like, well, he don't have a passport, so <laughs> <laughs> you ready to go. So I went and did that. And we did like a gang load of shows over there together. So she used to call me Slim. <laughs> she used to call me Slim. So she's like, and I remember they're like, well, you know, you're going you're gonna to test out the other guy? She's like, why? Like, I got Slim. Like, I'm good. And mm. 11 years later. <clears throat> How does that feel to hear that, though? Oh, man, it's great. It's humbling. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, she's, uh, to have, like, she's, like, rules, she rules my big brother. She's my big sister. Right. Like, I don't, a lot of these relationships I don't have if it's not for her, for her embracing me. Because, like, I, I could be a little loud and uh, Stephen A-ish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that could be like Stephen A. Yeah. You know, he was my favorite. But, um, I love Stephen A. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen A's the man. Um, I could be like, and that, but that could rub people the wrong way. Right, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, people could look at you and be like, yeah, that's not for me. And it, and it happened. There have been other celebrities that I wanted to work with that was like, mm, that's not really the fit for me. Mm. And Ashanti kind of took that and was like, mm, nah, I could kind of just channel this in the right way and it's going to benefit me. You know what I mean? So mm. um, that's that's how that relationship started. God, Ashanti. That's my first love. Really? Yeah. When you, I, like, you into black chicks? Uh <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. All right. I don't discriminate either. Yeah, of course. I Long Island too, man. She's that's from Long right. Island. Got yeah, a rep. Yeah, she that, I'm that's in right. love with her her voice too. It's just yeah. like that's like when I first started like diving into music right. was when Ja Rule yeah, and man. and Ashanti were just running airwaves. It's, it's it's cool because working with them, especially now that we do a lot of shows together and we have a really nice set lineup that I that I was a part of with my with my man uh, Bryce Vick. Um when I play Mesmerize, I remember being in like the Sachem North mm, parking dance. lot. Oh, shit. Parking like my man, my man used to drive. My man Marco uh, had a gray Acura <laughs> Vigor, mm-hmm. and I remember on like those like burn CDs, like uh, those silver TDK CDs, Mesmerize being on it, and I always go back to being in the North parking lot listening to that song, and like now I'm in front of thousands of people. Playing that song, playing, playing that song Horror. for them, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's it's, it's very humbling. Uh, there's so many different things that it takes to kind of, like you said, you you got to stay ready, and then you, you always will be ready in terms of like you know you were ready for the opportunity, you jumped on it. Well, how I related to sports and wanted to kind of see your comparison with music and just uh, you know getting to a professional life, whether it's music or anything in life. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an opportunity to prepare just like you do in sports. Did you feel like, you know, that nerves before a game on that first show, on that tour? Did you, you, did you kind of channel and harness those nerves? I was scared shitless. Yeah. There was probably 20,000 people in front of us. And not even Americans, Indonesians. Yeah. Indonesia. No, I was scared shitless. Brown people fuck you up, man. I'm I'm, <laughs> I ain't say that. I'm and brown, you, I can say it. Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> you can say it. I did not say that. One of my closest friends is Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um... I was scared. I was shook. Yeah. There's no, there's no shame in that. Like, of course. You know, like one of my old coaches in high school was like, you, you know, was like, yo, you're scared because, or, you know, you have those nerves because you care. Mm. I cared about the outcome. I cared about, like, I was like, this is a start to my career. So I was I was nervous, but, I, but, but it was easy. And I remember coming back, I was actually coaching at, Dowling when I was, I was actually uh, a GA mm. when I left that to to be a DJ, and I remember coming back talking to Coach who was my coach when we won, um, Coach Rico and Coach was like I was like Coach but it's like so easy like, he's like yeah because you're prepared, mm. you know what I mean you're prepared of course it's easy like think about it anything you've ever done in life, like Ray Allen when he hits that shot against the Spurs. It wasn't hard for him, you know. He, he's taking that a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. He's taking that. He's yeah. taking that so many times, physically and then mentally. Like you, y'all saw that. Y'all, y'all saw that. That, that, that way commercial. Come right? on, B. Yeah. You you saw you saw you saw that you saw that um that post Reggie Bush had the other day. Oh, with Drew Brees. With Drew Brees taking the mental reps. Yeah, yeah. By himself and on the field, oh, I, nobody. Yeah. He's, he's like, taking the mental reps. He's up there like doing his check, doing his checks. He's coming back and like he's. Like and he's the next really day, doing and then it. next day he breaks the fucking record for most. Like there was twenty, stuff. like like literally he was one of twenty two out there on that field, and there's no one there. Yeah. And Drew Brees is just practicing. You don't 
people think like the problem the problem I think that a lot of people have with greatness is like there's a difference between talent and skill. Mm. In anything, in anything, we could be talking about we could talk, be talking about being a professional athlete. We can talk about being an attorney, a doctor, a business, whatever you want to do, making pizza. I don't care. There, there's certain things we have naturally, right? LeBron James is naturally six eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He naturally can jump high, but do you think LeBron's doing what he's doing now if he's not being skilled? And skill is dedicating yourself. Upon hours upon hours upon hours perfecting your craft. Mm -hmm. LeBron, it's not like God was like, oh, you know what? There you go. Like 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 Salt Bay. Yeah, yeah. Just LeBron, God didn't do that with LeBron. There's plenty of six eight dudes out there. Come on, I mean, B. LeBron, yeah. yeah, I know a few. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron but LeBron dedicates himself. He dedicates his life. He eats right. He sleeps right. He has a he has a chef. My, one of my one of my really good friends in the industry works with Beyonce. Mm. She told me, she's like, City, let's say, I'm just, I, she didn't say these times, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but she said, let's say rehearsal's at nine o'clock in the morning. We walk into rehearsal, Beyonce's already sweating. So let's say it's an eight hour day, nine mm. to five, right? You take an hour for lunch. She said, we leaving at five, we're supposed to leave at five. Beyonce's still singing, getting more reps, practicing. She's like, we supposed to leave, and most of the time we all like, well, we gonna stay, cause the boss was here before us, and the boss is here after us. Mm -hmm. We yeah. gonna, we gotta match that same energy. It's that Jimmy Butler effect. Come on, B. He's doing it in Miami right now. They want, it's infectious, and that's why. Listen, man, that's why there's LeBron. That's why there's Beyonce, man. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you. You don't, you don't think, you don't think some people are, have that natural, no, like, that, do, like natural talent. But some people that have the natural talent, they harness it with the, with the skills. With the skill oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that talent. Yeah, it's natural. But that's what puts you on the Beyonce level versus come on, a few pegs down. That's so what it is. It. We all have that. We all have that ability. Well, you think Jay? You think Jay just was just Jay Z? Mm -hmm. You think you think you think uh, uh, um, uh, Garrett Cole getting that getting all that money? He, no, he dedicated himself, and he deserves every dollar he's getting. And I support that man. I would say I buy him a drink, but he he don't need my money. <laughs> he should buy me a drink, <laughs> a few drinks, a yeah, few, a bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I but I salute that man. I I, I respect these. I respect greatness. Kobe, you know what times Kobe Kobe's in the gym. You know, like Drake said, you wasn't shooting with him in the gym. Yeah. So I think that that's the difference. Is talent people people? There's a lot of talented people out there in a lot of professions, but they're not skilled. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see the creme de la creme. Everybody at the top of the, at the top of the food chain is because they they are skilled. They put in that work, and you can't cheat the grind. The grind knows exactly what you put in. Mm -hmm. You there's no, this ain't this ain't this ain't playing uh, Super Nintendo when we was kids, and there's and or playing Contra up down up down left right left <laughs> right select start A B select start fam. There ain't none of that shit going no. on here. You gotta put in that work. And that's why those people are who they are. He's making contra references. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't, think get that, <laughs> don't know about that. I messed it up a little. But I remember it though. I remember it though. I remember. Um, yeah. I mean, am that, I still in the hot seat? Oh no, Wally <laughs> put you out the hot seat. Okay, okay. Uh, we had a, we had to end with Ashanti because I know she's you know you work closely with her. I you know we were kind of looking at your Instagram and just you know you get to travel with her. That's kind of I wanted to kind of talk to you about a little bit of the traveling part part of it. Um, well, let me ask you this: so, so you obviously DJ over the world. Australia is your your vacation spot, but what's the most popping spot you DJ where you were like, holy fucking shit! I did not expect these this crowd to be this wild. I'd probably say, I'd, I'd probably go back to Dubai. Mm -hmm. Uh, we did. I remember one time we, I DJed at the Cavalli Club. Roberto Cavalli has a yeah. club out there. He, um, it's, a, it's like a restaurant, and then they remove all the tables. And when I tell you, it is the sickest shit you ever seen in your life. It is, I'm, yo. But it's like it's disrespectful, like for real. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We out there, right? And I get off the set, and all I see is the bottle girls are bringing out bottles upon bottles to this table. So like, for example, they just do shit to show off. Mm. Floss. Just go OD on everything, right? Floss. Everything's about flossing. So they're like, you'll order 17 bottles. You'll order 19. 
and you're order 23 just to say you shit on them. Mm. But the, pro the problem is, you can order the bottles and it's, and, it's, and it's fun, right? It's cool, no doubt. You know what the problem is? They don't, don't drink, drink them all. They don't, yeah. they don't drink them all. Oh. <laughs> they don't drink them all. It's just a status thing. It's just a stat. I, I'm like, yo, they have, they have to take these bottles back in and resell them. They have to. Oh, they probably do, yeah. I mean, I stole a couple. <laughs> There's no shame in my game. Yeah. I'm not too. I'm, I don't know if I can afford to buy bottle bottle service right now. That's the, they probably got some crazy. I buy bottles. No, nah, I, I pay for a damn thing. What I did was, <laughs> I walked over to the table. They showed some love, and I said, "Yo, this is okay, my friend. Go ahead. Oh, she, go ahead. I put two of them bitches in my backpack, <laughs> and I was out. Yeah. Shit, I think I gave one to a homie for a housewarming gift. <laughs> nah, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I might have. While he hit Chris with some food. What are you thinking? Five, where you been? I mean, as far as which, what's your go-to for food? Are you, do you like all over the place, or you got a specific like? Uh... I'm transitioning to become a vegan right now. Wow! Yeah, yeah I'm transitioning. Uh, one my my last trip, excuse me, my first trip to Australia, I ate so much meat, like cow, mm -hmm. and I felt I felt heavy. Like I, I didn't feel right. Yeah. I had a lot of stomach issues, so I um, <laughs> I came back, and around the same time, like I was. I was talking to a homie, and he's like, yo, I, I cut out meat. So for the past maybe four or five years, I've just done only fish. But I've been around, um, I got really cool with a, with a, a soca artist, um, Marshall Montano. Mm -hmm. um, we actually did, I, I, I like A&R the record for him and Ashanti. And, we, you know, between hanging out with him at Carnival and doing a lot of shows this past year with him, I was just like, yo, I got to level up. You know what I mean? I gotta level up. I gotta I gotta take I gotta take my, my life to the next level. And I mm -hmm. think that, you know, not eating meat, um excuse me, eating fish, because like we're the furthest life form away from fish. So like a lot of like, you know, like we're very similar to cows. Yeah. You know, we're very similar, you know, to chickens and like like cows have emotions just like we do. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're very similar. So, um we're the furthest away from fish, that's why I stayed there. Um but I'm ready to stop that too. Like um, yeah. in a few months, I'm I'm ready to go full vegan. And yeah. I, I don't think I'm giving up eggs though. I'm not giving up eggs. I was just gonna say eggs. I'm not giving up eggs. No. Like eggs. Milk and like products. My my I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh. Oh, so I, so it's kind of tough. But I do eat a lot of pizza with my best friends. Um, owns um, a pizzeria. Give him the plug. Gino, oh, Gino's, Gino's Pizza. Rakakama. Oh, come on. That's my, my people. That's my family. We go there all the time. That's my family. Love that place. That's that's. that's oh, when they redid that place. It's my brother. My brother. Uh, Paul and Marco, my, excuse me, my second father in this world is Gino, from from Gino's Pizza. He's my my, <laughs> I love that man. Gino and Uncle Dom started it, and then my brothers, Paulie and Marco, um, and my and my cousin Dom now are now taking you know taking over the torch. But I always have to eat pizza because if I need pizza, Gino would kill me. Oh, like, yeah. He would disown me. So well, it's I, just a I New York thing. Like you're just you're just born to love pizza. Absolutely, hundred percent. Especially especially when your people make the best pizza in the world. Oh, oh yeah, especially God. when the Gino's pizza's flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those my people. That's fam. Um, I want to talk about the start of uh, when you first started getting into music. Um, when did you decide? You know what? I want to start DJing. I fell into DJing. Oh. I was actually in high school. I was in a rap group called Oreo. A U R E O. We we. My, my my who I work very closely with, um, still my uh, Mike Capola, Michael, um, one very close friend of mine to this day. Um, him and another gentleman, we were all we were in a group called Oreo, mm -hmm. um, and the group I was my, we had a DJ. The other guy was a DJ, and Mike was Mike and I were the rappers. Mike was better than me. Far better than me, and I kind of just kind of fell into the into the management role, mm -hmm. and like he started rapping, and I was like pushing the DJ to really, you know, mm. I was getting club gigs and shit like that, and I kind of fell into the business side of things. Um, I always could DJ, like I always was able to do it, cause like I did like private parties and things like that. Like yeah. I always had that skill, and I was by by tr by naturally I'm, I'm an MC, um, but I always could DJ, so. I kind of just there was the opportunity, believe it or not, for Ashanti was that other DJ. Mm. It was his gig. He just didn't. She wanted somebody that could speak on the microphone, and when we were trying to prepare him to do that, mm -hmm. he he there was a lot of pushback, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? With him and Kareem was like, either you do it or we're yeah, not doing this. We're not doing it at all. Mm. So that's how I did it. But that's how I really I transitioned into DJing. I was like, all right, well, all right, let's do it. I, I got to do this, you know? And that's really kind of where that came from. Um, I have this philosophy that you need to play music for the girls because if the girls are on no. the dance floor... No. What do no. you say no? Yeah. No. I have this theory. I think that if you no, if you that. center your music well, around getting the girls to be on the dance floor, then you're making the guys happy because then the girls are dancing. Let me hear your theory. All right, so um you you you, you, you said nah, so, so I'm gonna no. I'm gonna tell you my I'm gonna tell you mine, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it back. I'm gonna flip it back to ask you a question. Um I'm not used to like traditional American weddings, right? Right. I'm Pakistani, so I've been well, Pakistan, my man's Pakistani. Pakistani, yeah, bro. My son. You've been to Pakistani wedding? I'm sure you have. Of course. I, I oh, was, Indian wedding, Pakistani, yeah. any wedding. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know how popping they get. Okay. So the at least at least my family. Absolutely. absolutely. And they the do. DJ is like if you have a bad DJ at a family wedding, you're you're shunned you're not you're not getting invited at Thanksgiving. <laughs> you're not no right. one's talking to you. So like the DJs like they they're always popping, they play like pop music, and it doesn't matter if like it's like Kesha or some bullshit. Like they play like hip hop, Biggie, um, just like, just like yes. crazy hits. And I'm, I'm, I'm vibing with you guys. And it gets fucking crazy. Good. But then I go to like a traditional wedding, and they're playing fucking Sweet Caroline. He's not about that. Vibe. I'm not about. Uh, he wants from, hype all the way. through. I want hype fucking from cocktail hour to fucking I'm I, I end of the night. See, but you're both right. Okay. And it's and it and it comes back to the you got to play your crowd you got to know your crowd. That's what I'm saying. That, uh, you, your crowd's gonna vibe. Yo, to yeah. you have to understand something. And I go me and my friends, the DJ friends that I had, that like my real DJ friends, mm -hmm. like we go, we have this discussion because like there's like a lot of keep it real DJs that are like I want to play what I want to play. Mm. Listen to me right now. If you go on my phone, my iPhone, or you go on, or you go on my title playlist, brother, it is boom bap, like. Jay Z, Biggie, Nas, Wu Tang, like Tribe Co Tribe Cold Quest, mm -hmm. right? Like, like I'm not like Gangstar. My one of my favorite producers is DJ Premier. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not with. Like, if you're asking me, Chris, the music fan, what I like to listen to, that's what it is. But I'm not DJing that. My favorite, my favorite Jay Z song is Lucky Me. My second favorite Jay-Z song is The City Is Mine for obvious reasons, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I can't play that at a party. <laughs> nah, definitely I got to play Niggas in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean, though. So, no, but no, but the thing is this. So to keep it real and just to play, if, if you had a white wedding, which I've done many. I've seen you at one. Yeah. Right? yeah. I've, which I've done many. And I'm playing Sweet Caroline. I don't want to hear that, but they do <laughs> No, but they do and my job as a DJ is to make sure mm. they are happy so if I gotta play Punjabi MC or if I gotta play <laughs> or if I gotta play uh. ACDC whatever's gonna bring those people out on the floor is my job to do no, exactly. and make sure they enjoy themselves 100%. it's not about me because if it was about me on the way here I'm listening to Jay-Z in my lifetime volume one Yeah, that's what I'm listening to I'm sorry. I was just actually four, four, four. I lied. I was listening to Kill Jay Z as last song when I when I pulled up. No, I, I agree with you. You got You obviously like you can't be the DJs. Like I don't give a fuck what you want. I'm playing. I, listen, I'm playing fucking Immortal Technique. This might this, this might this might this might this might this might mess up. I'm gonna tell you a story real quick. This might fuck me up because I'm meeting him cool. If he sees, he's gonna get mad at me. Fuck it. <laughs> I went to Nelly's show this summer. Right. Nelly's a, another, not to you know, not to name drop or nothing like that, but we have a personal relationship, right? That's a legend in the game too. Legend, yeah, oh, yeah. legend. Big, that's, big, that's, big, that's, that's big, bro. He's in the rule category for me, right? Um, before he's coming on, he's on, he's on now. Nah, he's on the road with the with the homie Flow Rider. Shout the Flow, Flow it up. Booby trap on the river, Flow. <laughs> we going to booby trap next time. Yes, had them ones ready, Flow. Yeah, I was gonna tell you that was another night. But it's Flo Rida, TLC, and Nelly. And before Nelly comes on, the DJ, who I'm friends with, is playing Tribe Cold Quest mm. and Boot Camp Click. Mm. He's DJing for himself, yeah. man. I got white moms that 
got a babysitter. I got teach white teachers out there. Majority of Nelly's Nelly's fan base is white people. They don't want to hear a, a, a tribe called Quest. They want to hear a scenario. Why aren't we? But because it's about him. It's not about the people. Yeah. DJing is about the people. Mm-hmm. You want to keep it real? Keep it real in your basement, bro. <laughs> oh, and your whip on the way there. That's. But no, you sh- your your ass should have been playing anything but Nelly from that era. Anything from two thousand to two thousand and five. All those popping records. Yo, you should been playing Britney Spears before For you that were matter. playing. Exactly. You should been play- you should been playing you should been playing New Kids on the Block before you playing. And, I, and I'm a Tip fan. I'm a huge Q-Tip fan. I'm not playing that before those people. They don't, they don't want to hear that. I'm not going to vibe to that. I've never heard Tribe at a, at a wedding. That's a, yeah. That'll be a first if I ever hear one, though. Come on, man. I mean, no, nah, I mean, I, I place it. But in the right set, I got to take yeah, you there. Yeah. And it's the records I use to set you up to get you to scenario. Mm-hmm. If you're drunk at a wedding, it's the records I use to set you. It's a journey. That's why I... You know how many times you DJing and somebody's... You turn around oh, and say, boo, or switch the song... No dumbass. What I'm doing is, <laughs> I'm taking you on a journey. Yes. I gotta take you. I gotta bring you left to bring you back right. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an in and out, fake out move in basketball. I'm trying to cross you. I'm not taking. I'm a righty. I'm not taking you to my left first, dummy. If I'm trying to go to my left, mm. I'm going in and out. I'm stepping out over here. I'm bringing you to. I'm bringing you to your left so I can cross you. And then blow by you to get to the hole and dunk on your dumbass. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's the play action. <laughs> it's play action. Yeah. So both both of y'all are right, mm-hmm. but I think it's about, you know, it's always about the people. Playing it's the always crowd. about the crowd, man. Because the second you lose sight of that, bro, it's over. So, so you're not going to succeed as a DJ. For it, it reminds me of the fact that like when you're in this, you know, you're a DJing, and there's definitely different areas. Like if you're uh, a barber. You you might you're an artist because you're you're cutting hair and you do a good job, but you're also in the customer service business. So you can't facts. just cut whatever you want. Facts. So that's how I feel like with the DJ Big you facts. know gigs is like you're in the customer service business. So maybe ninety percent of it has to be you know you're adding your flair, of course, right? Mm-hmm. You're turning it up. You know, city's in the house, mm-hmm. right? But then but then you have to you know you have to you get a playlist, right? Some the people are from if you're rocking a wedding, you you get certain songs they want you to play, right? Something I, like that. I, I would I I I true my clients. I've kind of stepped back from the wedding, so like I like I kind of know you for the most part. Mm-hmm. If I do if I do your wedding now, yeah, nice. Um, but like you, I, I'm kind of look for a genre. Mm. So if you tell me you like Nelly. More likely, I'll know I can go play Ja Rule. Got it. Okay. If you tell me you like Ashanti, I'm gonna play Beyonce. I'll play that era. That makes sense. You know sense. what I'm saying? That makes sense. So like, yeah. I look kind of, kind of like for more genres. Unless what actually was most important is like a do not playlist. Like I did. I remember one time I did. <laughs> believe it or not, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> Someone said do not play that song, and I said why? She said because, um, that a family member passed away. I'll never forget this. She said a family passed away, and it was Caroline. Mm. So, obviously that triggers things. So yeah, yeah. that is, I mean, not not that like that. I was that's my go to. Right, right. right. <laughs> that's not my go. Yeah. But I, but I was very grateful for for what not to play. Yeah. you know what yeah. I mean, as, as opposed to what to play. Well, so like you were saying, like the the DJ takes you on a journey. I absolutely love when a dope ass DJ just fucking rips and takes you on this like sick journey. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'll I'll go in my grave with this. I don't give a fuck. I'll never go. It's DJ over band any day of the week. Oh no, nah, yeah, yeah. any I mean, day. Of the and week. I know some. There's some dope bands out there. And I'm no, not there is. To shit on and, and and but 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 DJ. Stay but away from my. I don't want. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear you do rappers delight, fam. I, I want to hear the original. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Sorry, you not Rob Bass. I don't want to hear this girl sing a shanti. I want to sing. I want to hear Shanti you, sing a shanti. You know what I mean? You know, like it's and it, I mess with bands and I don't. Please, I'm not trying to shit on that on stop their money and but like for me. Ain't nothing like a DJ. You know but I was I mean? gonna say, so so it was gonna ring in my question. What's if you if you want to get the crowd just fucking going, like next, like turn it up to the next level. What what song are you playing? Crooklyn Clan, Be Faithful. Yeah, it's a classic. And those are my OGs, Sizz and Riz. Um, I wouldn't be, I might not even be here for this podcast right now if it wasn't for those guys. They embraced me. They taught me how to put together a show. Um, taught me how to MC. Um. I did a record with them. They taught me how to how to put together records. Um, Scissor Hands is I'm based, I'm not actually, but I'm like de facto god godfather to his last child. 
um, that's my brother, mm -hmm. and I always do that. Sh I always go to first of all the record works. Let's get that straight. Yeah, the record works. Um, however, um, I always go to that because it always pay homage to them for that. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm big. I'm big on respect. I'm big on like. You have to know where you were to know where you're going. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I never forget the people who helped put me in the positions that I'm in. Like, that's blasphemous to me. Like, somebody helped you get there. You always pay respect to them. You always show them respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I scissor Riz. But I just that, got the Stephen A vibe from you. Blasphemous. Yeah. <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I told you. Listen, man, I'm, 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 I'm first take fan, baby. Yeah. Love, love him. First take fan. I, I saw you on the set of first take, I think. Yeah, my, my, my big homie, um, my man Mark Bradburn. Uh, works with um, works with uh, Mike Greenberg. Oh, that's dope. So he he works very closely with him. They they uh, he handles his his, his business. Yeah. Um, I, I, it sounds weird. He, sound, he handles his finances. So I was hanging with Mark one night. And I was we were talking sports. Like, yo, you want to go to Get Up? And I was like, Yeah. What time you got to get up to go to Get Up? We we only went for the second hour. Okay. But we got we we met outside the studios and Get Up Get Up and um. And uh, first take are shot in the, the same, same studio. Same, right? They're like yeah. a satellite studio. ESPN is a satellite studio. Uh, in in the Seaport District in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Pier Pier Seventeen, I believe. Yeah, because they're based out of Connecticut, right? Yeah, out of Bristol. Yeah. But, got, but what's they crazy got, is they got that view in that room, though. Of the, of the yo, you know what's wild? Damn, fuck it. Um, <laughs> the view is legit on first take, but it's actually LED panels on the get up set setup. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's LED panel, but it's it, it's like it's like a shot of like what's live, right? What's now. live, yeah, but okay. it's it, but it's not a window like first takes. It's first takes actually a window. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, remember, I was like touching it, like <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, I thought it was the opposite. No, 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 it's it's that way. Studio's dope, and yo, yo, it was because I really want to see like concerts, like by trade, and those men and women that do that show, like just to set up like in between commercial breaks and moving the chairs. Mm -hmm. Yo, it's so intricate. And they got it down to a science. It's, it's like NASCAR. Yo, hell yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. And it's and it's clockwork. It's clockwork when they every oh, bro, much respect to those people. Yeah. Much respect. And it was so cool. I met Tashera was there that day. Rex Ryan. Oh yes. Um uh Dan Olowski. Yeah. L Duncan and of course Greeny. Greeny was I mean all of them were cool as shit. They were they were they were I, and I saw Molly and I met Max, and I didn't meet Damn. Oh, everyone that? but because uh, I guess by the time he went to first take, it was the <laughs> the day he um, they were giving us a tour of the office, and uh, Stephen Stephen A's cowboy hat. The Cowboys lost that Sunday. It was a Monday morning. <laughs> cowboy hat and a cigar was waiting for him. Yeah, on his yeah. Desk. It was cool. I was like, oh, I know what he's gonna do. <laughs> I know what he's gonna do today. It was cool. I had the opportunity. I mean, we've seen you DJ. I'd seen you DJ probably three or four times. All right. Um, you enjoyed yourself? Absolutely. All right, good. So you're an amazing DJ, and I'm not just saying this because you're here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Pro the best MC I've ever seen live, Thank too. You. Thank you. Dude, like, are people still MCing? Like, like how you do? Like, you're out there working in the crowd. Like, you're getting people hype. For some reason, that's just, like, gets me jacked up. I don't, like, obviously that's the point of it, but, like, I don't know. I feel like that you don't see that in the that club often. world. I'm not seeing it as much. Mm. Like, like it's more uh, definitely DJs. Not at the club world. Definitely not at the club. No. I see I, my weddings all the time. Yeah, yeah. MC, you'll always you'll always get that. Yeah, because you need you need. Yeah, even like the MCs like, I see at weddings are. It, are, are it's the bare like, right, Get up yeah. and stuff. Get your place. No, and no disrespect to none of these other. And let me tell you, there's a lot of like my man Marco. Are you talking about Marco from? He, he was at the New Jersey Nets, right? Yes. My he man. he uh he did my cousin's wedding and he's the His, fucking man. When you said Pakistani, my man DJ Sharad. Yo, that's DJ, my DJ my Sharad. cousin my worked for DJ Sharad. He, when he was a DJ, he was with Sharad. Sharad is Sharad is my personal friend of mine. Yo, Sharad and Big Shout Sharad. Bro, that whole company is is fuck. Oh, my family that's all they that's all they use for weddings. And then you have that's why that's why he feels the way he does. Cause <laughs> you know, because you know you know Sharad and his DJ. <laughs> those guys those guys are some of the greatest DJs you'll ever see mm. and um, phenomenal people as well. But Marco, Marco is like one of my favorite MCs. Bro, Marco is one of. I tell people this. He's one of the best MCs I've ever seen. Nah, in my he's life. a he's a boss. He's yeah. a boss. He's a handsome motherfucker too. Mm. Tall, handsome. black, handsome guy. Handsome shape. Just like he's, he's he dope. knows how to work the crowd. He's he dope. says the right thing. He's the man. He's bro. dope. That's my dog. Yeah. Like Marco, Marco, um, and he does Wendy Williams as well. Yes, he, yes, he does yes. Wendy Williams he's, as well. He was with the Nets, right? He was. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't believe he is anymore. Oh, yeah. But um, they're, they're lost. <laughs> 
Marco, Marco, <laughs> oh, Marco, I love him. Marco's phenomenal. Yeah, he's the man. Um, but as far as like, I don't, I don't think people are. I don't think guys are emceeing, or people in general, even women. Um, I think it'd be ill to have a dope female MC. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think that'd be fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really. Damn, like, this is my life. Mm. Like, I know people that are like. Like mechanics, and like teachers, and they have other professions. Like, I went to college, but when I got out of college, I did music. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Like I studied. Like, like I studied. Like not only, not only do I met, I met Dougie Fresh this weekend. Damn. Again, for this, I we met him, I guess, and I, you know, I hugged him and I was told him he was a, he was um, uh, somebody I look up to. Him and Fat Man Scoop. Like, I studied those guys. Like, I studied Dougie Fresh. Like, I studied Fat Man Scoop. I studied, like, I like like how Peyton or, or Brady or Breeze breaks down film. Like, I studied, like, the, that they, where they put the right emphasis on the correct syllables. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I watch, I listen what they do, their, their movements, how they interact, how they move on the stage. So, like, for me... It's it's uh, it's an art form, mm. you know what I mean. Where a lot of these guys, and I think that's where like you made that like corny MC reference, because they're not really entrenched in it. Mm. They don't I'm really. It's 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 kind of like I mean, people work for whatever. People work for whatever reasons. It's more like just like a job. Like you're just going just through yeah. the grind just to get. Or they think it's cool. Like it's cool yeah. to get out and party. Like for me personally, part of like I have a code. I don't drink when I work, mm-hmm. because. The teacher can't drink when when when, when he or she's working, mm-hmm. right? The garbage man can't drink when he or she's working, right? The the the, the you know attorney a judge can't. So why why should I just because that's the lifestyle? No, I drink water, and if I'm home on a Sunday afternoon, I'm hanging out with my brother Paul and Marco from Geno's. I'll turn up a little bit, right? But I'm not doing that at work, and I think that that's where that like that art form really gets lost because people like blur those lines. Uh, okay, you know what I mean? And like. Get high and get drunk. Like that's not your job is to make sure they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not yeah. to do that. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, all right, New Year's Eve, I'll take a, a sip of <laughs> right. champagne that's, at midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'll have a bottle and just toast with the homies and just yeah. whatever. But like, I'm not there to get drunk. Yeah, yeah. It's very uncomfortable to be in front of a, a club owner or a promoter, right? And they're reporting back to your 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 management or your agent, or they're paying you that night, and you're fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. That ain't right. Mm-hmm. You you're there to be a professional. Yeah. And I think that that's that's part of the problem with MC. And I think a lot of these people, like I study, like yo, I said I study um, 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 Scoop and, and and Dougie. Let me tell you something. You know what else I study? Bob Costas, mm. Joe Buck, Mike Tirico, Stephen A. Mm-hmm. They're MCs. They're masters of ceremonies, right? Hundred percent. I study. I study them. I study Ryan Seacrest. I study these people. Elvis Duran. I study these people. Uh, now Charlemagne. I mean, I'm really not an interviewer, but you know, but you understand. I take bits and pieces from all of them, and I'm like, all right, cool. I could plug that in. Arsenio Hall was a, a phenomenal mm. host and MC. Yeah, phenomenal. So I study these people, and I then apply that to my game to be like, all right, this is how I'm gonna move. You know what I mean? And I try to like form like Voltron with all those pieces. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, I got a couple more questions before we run out of time, Shoot, but. Man. Um, you talked about how, you know, you play uh, people like Fat Man Scoop and th- those are the people that you looked up to and you have a relationship with them. You know, you don't have to give me specific examples because I know this is kind of tricky, but like there is politics in terms of playing music and where you can't play certain people because certain people are in the crowd. I'm talking like artists and stuff like that. Do you do you often run into that problem where, you know, you're... You asked this question very tastefully. Yeah. I like the way you did it, but I'll just bring it over the end line for you because I like you guys. Yeah, there's only one artist I don't play. Mm. Uh, besides that, I mean, yeah, there's politics and shit, but as long as you rocking, quick story. Nothing, nothing I said has been quick, so I apologize. No, trust me. Tell you a story. We love it. Damn. <clears throat> whatever. <laughs> it's like I'm like I'm thinking about before I say whatever I say, but it's it's the truth. So, remember, I remember Drake and Meek were beefing, mm-hmm. and I loosely. No meek, not a friend. Mm-hmm. I know him. See if I see him, it's just a handshake. We're not. I'm not here to. He's not my homie like that. But some people I was hanging out with are very cool with him. 
So like I felt like an allegiance, but I'm also a Drake fan. So I was like caught in the middle. And I was like, oh, what do I do? Oh no! Hey, Kevin Hart, right? <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> that's Kevin Hart, not 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 the dude from Family Guy. That's the dude from Ke it's Kevin Hart. That's the Kevin Hart. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I'm actually I'm at catching Manhattan with Rule, mm -hmm. and we're talking, and I told him I was like, yo, what do I do? Do I play Meek? Do I play Drake? And he's like, stop it, cut mm. the shit. Mm. Play your DJ. Your job is to, exactly what I said before. And he gave me my own, <laughs> I taste my own medicine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, your job is to do this. And I was, I sat there and I said, okay. He said, you're right, I understand. He's like, yo, don't ever hold back people's music from them. Your job is to rock a crowd and make sure everybody's entertained and everybody had a good time or whatever. Mm -hmm. So... I listened to him, I, I took my medicine, and Rule goes, I saw I sat down and said, yo, Rule, though, I got a problem with that philosophy. He's like, what? I was like, yo, I feel very uncomfortable playing 50 Cent records. Mm. And he looked at me and he goes, well, what you mean? I said, I feel uncomfortable after everything I just poured about you, how I feel about Rule. I was like, I feel uncomfortable telling the crowd, playing a G-Unit record, mm -hmm. hyping them up to that, as that's my man. Like, that's my man. Because of the beef, if right. people didn't know. I'm sure everyone knows from New York that. I'm right. just, yeah, no, 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 yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you being an MC. Yeah. <laughs> you being an MC. But, um, <laughs> but so he, he looked me square in my face, took a sip, drink, he's like, all right, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but, so then he, and he wrapped up the story by saying, he's like, are you cool with Drake, excuse me, with Drake or Meek? The way you are with me? And I said, absolutely not. He said, well, play the records. He said, but I understand why you wouldn't want to play a 50 record because of our relationship. <laughs> and I said, all right. So he's really the only person I would never. Okay. I don't really back out to his music. There, you know, the New York music scene is growing always. Absolutely. Don't Who are you excited about now? Pop Smoke. Oh, my fuck. This guy. Smoke. Bro, Pop Smoke. This guy. Pop Smoke. Which is, which is fucking crazy because he, 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 remind, he reminds me a little of 50. A 50, yep. How whoa, so? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How so? Wait, back it up. No, no don't. don't let's get it straight. Fifty's a dope artist. Don't oh, ever misconstrue that. No, no. Fifty's one, one of I the... just personally can't play his music because of my allegiances. Uh -huh. But pop is pop is. I, why, why would you say fifty though? This guy's been on a pop smoke. He, he always listened to his pop smoke for the last week. Yo, I love him. Yo, I definitely. genuinely think this. I, I keep telling him this. I feel like he has all the skills, like the energy, the voice, the everything. Like that was his first anything. That's his first project. He started music a year and a Not half even. ago. I was watching an interview. He said, they asked him, he said, when did you start music? He said, I literally started two months ago. He said, Welcome to the Party is the third song I ever recorded. Whoa. But his, his, I didn't know that. Yeah. his voice, though, he sounds grown. He said, that's, that's the crazy but thing. But doesn't, doesn't that sound like the New York sound, Chris? Yo. He he sounds like the old New York. Right, yeah, exactly. New York. exactly. He sounds like he reminds me of like, Onyx. Yes. Like DMX. Yes. Like that's where I go with pop. Like, yo, he is a. He probably is one of the last New York artists, the latest, excuse latest. me, in a long time, in a long time to make me feel really energized. Like, oh mm. shit, what is this? Like, Dude, I, I like unique. I like unique sounds. I like things that are different. Like, you know who else I fuck with? It, you know, put me a little more seasoned than, than pop. Roddy Rich. I love Roddy yeah. Rich. I love yo. Let me Roddy's from Cali though, no? He's from Cali. Yeah. Roddy, yo. Yeah. Yo, let me tell you something. Roddy gonna be here for a long time, y'all. Yeah, I, I was just, I was like just like blasting this really album on the way here. Roddy gonna be here for a long. All right, y'all think it's a game. Roddy gonna be here for a long mm -hmm. fucking time. Yeah. Both of them. I hope Pop. You know, I hope Pop continues to have bigger and bigger records. Yeah. He's gotta do it again. Right. He's gotta, he's gotta make one to the party again. Yeah. And again and again and just keep topping the shit. But Roddy, oh, that's. <clears throat> Yeah, I heard the intro and I was like, "You heard the intro?" He's dope. Yeah, I heard oh. the album. He's dope. Amazing. Dope. Dope. I gotta give it another. I usually give albums two listens. I gotta listen one more time. Yeah, me too. I've only listened to it once, but but uh, but, uh, but even like even before this album, Roddy's been putting out heat. Oh come on, man! Yeah. Come on, man! Every season, yeah. Die Young. I mean, yo, this summer he rent. Yo, let me tell you, and it's dope because Roddy came back. Roddy brought like that feel good bounce in the club again with, with balling. Yeah. Oh, bro, mustard. that's one of my favorite records Hitting of the year. Mustard. Yeah, that, yeah. I wouldn't. I would be rooting for that to win, but I think he's up against Nipsey, 
And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm obviously rooting for Nipsey. I yeah. think I think Roddy's probably rooting for Nipsey. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, when you said that it brought you, you know, like you were excited about an artist again when you were talking about Pop Smoke, I felt like the same way. I feel like he's a little bit of Busta Rhymes, a yeah, little bit of that. DMX, and that. I see a little bit of Fifty Cent, but I just feel like he has that. I don't know if that's the right word, but that just like. Uh, that the vocal grime, like, Ugh, let's yo, let's and go. See, and, no, no, and it's authentic. Yes, he's not fugaze, man. Yeah, nah, man, that voice is crazy. Pop is pop. Pop's authentic, man. He's young, I, man. I wish him the best. He's, he's like young. 18, he's like years old. He's dope. He's dope. I, I root for him. Yeah, I root for I, him. And listen, man. Anyone, whether I like your music or not, if you're from New York, I'm always rooting for you. I always, I'll, I'll give you that extra look. Right, right, right. I root from, from New York. I root, yeah, I root for my team. Exactly. Listen. You know what I mean? That's why I love my teams. I love any teams from New York. I don't care. Giants, Jets, Yankees, Mets, Knicks, Nets. As long as you got NY in front of that logo, you really mean that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I switched. I switched. Um, after September 11th. You just took it all, all New York. I went all New York. That's right. Yeah. Because I felt, I felt like, I felt like, not only was it an attack on um, our nation, it was an attack on our city. Yeah, it was personal. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it hit different. Mm -hmm. Like. People from people who aren't from New York won't understand. Won't understand how I get. Feel. Everyone knows 9 is a tragedy, but like, it's different in it, New York, it man. Different. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Like yo, because like a lot of those men and women that passed away are friends of ours. Exactly. Fathers yeah, and mothers. Knows, I feel like everyone knows. Someone everyone knows someone who has a family in, member. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm saying like yo, a homegirl I went to high school with just lost her father to cancer a few maybe about a year yeah, ago, it's, and it's still happening. You know now, what I'm saying? So you still feeling it. You know, right. like one, one dude I grew up with around the block lost his father. To um, it, it, when the building collapsed, his father was inside that building, man. So mm -hmm. when I root for New York, it's it's a tribute to like where I'm from. So I, I rep any city. Obviously, I, 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 I rep any team as long as it's New York. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. we, I'm putting on for my city. I don't care. People are like, are oh, you Fugazi? My my brother in law's like, you a Fugazi sports fan? You're not real, like motherfucker. This is New York, <laughs> all right? Yeah. City so nice, we named it twice. Yeah, you heard. I represent any New York team. 100%. Um, we're running out of time here, but uh, I wanted to say, um, you know, well, first, I would where can people catch you? Just shout out the, you know, Twitter, Instagram, just so people I'm, can yo, follow. I'm, I'm really on the gram the okay. most. Okay. Um, I, it's at Smooth City on, on Twitter and at Smooth City Hustle mm -hmm. on, on Instagram. Instagram is really where you'll catch me out. You know, Facebook, I got the fan page or whatever, but I'm really on the gram. I, live, I love the gram. And uh, you've been crushing Emporium a lot. Yeah, that was the home base. I don't think I'm. I'm not gonna probably be there much anymore. Okay. Um, new ownership. What's it called? That. Oh, it's not Stereo Emporium. Garden. Stereo Garden. Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, uh, there's new ownership there. You know, Gus Gus acquired it from my boys Timmy and Matt. Um, but that's you know that's always you know I, that was that was home base. That's right. where you saw me. Right, like, right. I I owned a lot of skills there. You know what I mean? What's so, What's the plans for 2020? Let the people know. Um, yo, I, I just uh, signed a single deal with um, XVII out of London. That's so um, real. So I got my own music coming out. Um, my first single is going to be called Good Thing. It's featuring the vocal junkies. Mike Kell from Oreo is one of the one of the writers on the song. So it's really nice so to bring that full circle. Yeah, nah, I told you, I keep crazy. it. I keep it. You know what I'm saying? I'm loyal to a fault sometimes. Yeah. But but Mike is Mike's fam. So we putting out our first record. Um and then we're gonna take it from there. Like I have I have a bunch of records in, in I got a bunch of bullets in the chamber mm -hmm. ready to go. Um it's really like on like a DJ Khaled, Calvin Harris vibe. Um, you know, dancey. Yeah. Um, for the ladies. That's why I was mentioning <laughs> for the ladies. You, know, I got some I mean, you want ladies on the dance Listen, floor. Listen, man, ladies love smooth C. Yeah. Instead of cool J, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, first record's called Good Thing. Um, probably shooting a video yeah. at, um shortly. And yeah, once the record comes out, you know, God willing, we just take it from there. And then, you know, we got some tours coming up. I got some tours with Ashanti. Yeah. Um, but you know, the focus is really just just grinding on the music. Just yeah, keep putting out more content and stuff like that for the people. So yeah, well, Chris, aka City. That's right. Um, you know, we we had the opportunity to talk. I was kind of getting some inside scoops about you, and anytime I brought up your name, everyone just smiled, man, because oh, they love your energy. I appreciate that. You got um, you got a lot of fans out there. Even if you you know, I'm sure you know, but there's some probably some people that you didn't realize were really really big fans of yours. Joey is uh, obviously speaks very that's highly my, of you. That's my, that's my little brother, man. Yeah, that's my little homie. He loves I know you, man. Him and the fam. Yeah. For uh, 
what, like 17 years, man. These good people come from good people. Yeah. You know, his father, his mom, his younger sister. So, you know, that's all love. That's all love. Well, thank you so much for being here, dude. Your energy is contagious and no uh, it's motivating too, man. So, no thank you for stopping by, man. One time, one time, yeah. one time for yourselves, damn it. Let's go. I appreciate you guys. Love. It's a warm up podcast.